And welcome to Horror Cafe, where we're serving up a cup of horror one episode at a time. I'm Jackie. I'm Erica. And we are starting off September with 70s groovy September horror movies. And we are kicking off with episode 19, and we are talking about The Omen. (laughs) And we have some ambiance. We do. I don't know if it'll come through. Well, we got that ambiance. We sure did. The ring. Yeah. But that's not the ambiance I meant. Right. We have a rainstorm, a Florida late afternoon rainstorm. With thunder and lightning. There it is. Like on cue. Ooh, perfect for the omen. Yes, it is. What are we drinking? Well, I don't know what you're drinking, but I am drinking some sparkling water with a nice big splash of vodka in it Mm. because we're not recording on our usual early Saturday morning. And given that the heat index today in our fair city was at about 110, it is just too damn hot to drink coffee. You could have had iced coffee. I know, but I needed something sparkly and bubbly and not heavy. I don't want to feel heavy. So the sparkling water I'm having is from the Good and Gather brand of Target, and it's Yazoo Yuzu Mm -hmm. Mandarin. I'm having the same sparkling water. This is quite, quite refreshing. You like it? I do like it. Oh, good. I'm glad. Finally, you... Got into the sparkling water. Oh, I'm so happy to be part of this. I knew I had to like it, and I persisted, and here I am. For months, for months, yes, yes. you've been on this, I have this fear of missing out, FOMO. On sparkling water. On sparkling water, and you kept yeah. buying it, yeah. and not liking it, and mm-hmm. not liking it, and then finally you discovered why. Yes, And in case there's somebody out there that has that FOMO, (sighs) who wants to participate in the sparkling water craze, what are you doing? I'm messing with my... I can't stand these glasses. They're driving me insane. (laughs) My nose hurts. I haven't had contacts for over a month. And mm-hmm. I'm a contact lens girl. I do not do glasses only at night, literally when I'm ready to go to bed. Right. So I've been wearing glasses for a month, something straight. This is awful. I'm miserable. By the time this episode airs, hopefully I have contacts. I, it, I mean, I better have contacts. I, well, geez. By that time. Yeah. That would be very annoying. Yeah. If I haven't. Yeah. Like, this is not okay mm. for me. Okay. You veered off. What's your secret to liking sparkling water? In case there's somebody out there that's going through that same thing. What it is, apparently, and this happens to me with soda. Ah. Sparkling water, usually, well, the ones that I've always tried and the ones we're drinking today, they're in a can. I do not like carbonated drinks from a can. Right. I like, I'll drink them. I'll drink a soda from a can, but I have to let it aerate. Or kind of like air out, air out, not aerate, air out, become Mm -hmm. a little flat, I guess, from the fizz. Okay. 
but I particularly like it in a cup or in a glass. In a glass, okay. With ice, too. So I'm like, hmm, let me pour the sparkling water in a glass. Maybe that'll change things. Mm-hmm. That's exactly what it was because it wasn't as fizzy. It was too much fizz when you opened the can. That's yes. really what it was about, yes. I think. Yeah, I ran around that answer. But yes, the point mm-hmm. is it's too much fizz in the can and I'd rather put it in a glass so it kind of it fizzes out. Mm-hmm. And now it's a lovely... Oh, <laughs> a is lovely, lovely uh-huh. taste. Oh, good. Well, welcome to the Sparkling Water Club. Although before it became the rage, <laughs> I've been drinking sparkling water, mostly Perrier, for years. And yeah, years but these flavors—that's what's making it fun. Yeah, these and the flavors packaging. are fun, and the packaging. I have to say, yeah, I'm sometimes a sucker for really good packaging. Ah, good design. Agree, and you know, Target's good and gather. They have some really good flavors. I haven't found one yet that's, yeah, bad. They are pretty good, and the brand, you know, it's way cheaper than those frou frou ones. And uh, yeah, I can save a couple of bucks, and, and it tastes good. I'm I'm all for it, man. We're in. We're yeah. in. Yeah. So I'm excited for this theme. As I mentioned mm-hmm. at the end of August, there's something about '70s horror, mm-hmm. and it's. We noticed it throughout the movie. There's just, it's 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 the music, it's the vibe, it's the filter, even though it's not a filter. It's just the grain of the film, the acting, mm-hmm. it's the drama of it. Almost like a soap opera drama. Like, it oh, kind of sometimes feels like very soapy in some, soapy? Yes, soapy. soapy. In some of these um, older movies. They yeah. do. They have that. Ambiance mm-hmm. to them. Yeah, you also have all the um, old architecture and furniture and mm-hmm. clothing, and you're like, wow. Yeah, and I know that in this one in particular, there's a scene where um, the uh, main character, what's her name? Is it Katie? I think it's Katie. Catherine. Catherine. Mm-hmm. She's wearing a turban. Oh um, God. That looks like a turby twist. Yes. Uh, but that was very popular back then. Mm. That Titties. women would wear that over their hair to go out and for stuff like that. In fact, I remember my mom wearing stuff like that too. It was very fashionable. Terrible. It's just awful. It's not a good choice. <laughs> Don't bring that back. No one bring that back. <laughs> Next year, it'll be all the rage. Probably. Probably. And then you'll be like, no, I don't want to wear it. And then you'll have FOMO. And then you'll end up wearing it. Yes. It sounds about right. <laughs> <laughs> Do I know you or what? Well, you are my mother. I definitely am. There yes. is no doubt about that. <laughs> <laughs> well. All right. Do you want to get on with the reading of the plot? Of course. American diplomat Robert they prefer to, uh, Thorne, his last name is Thorne, adopts Damien when his wife Catherine delivers a stillborn child. After Damien's first nanny hangs himself, Father Brennan herself hangs herself. You said himself. Herself. Father Brennan warns Robert Thorne that Damien will kill Catherine's unborn child. Shortly thereafter, Brennan dies and Catherine miscarries when Damien pushes her off a balcony. As more people around Damien die, Robert investigates Damien's background and realizes his adopted son. May be the Antichrist. Antichrist. Dun, dun, dun. Dun. Yes. 
I watched this movie as a kid, mm-hmm. kid-ish. I don't know what age, but young. I really like this movie. Pretty sure. Yep, you you introduced me to this. This is one of those. Pretty that sure I did. We we picked back then and mm-hmm. we watched it. I've never forgotten certain things in this movie, even mm-hmm. from back then. I haven't. I've seen it a couple of times, maybe three times. Mm-hmm. I think I read it, right. which it's not an original book. What right. I ended up, what you read is the novelization of the movie of the movie, and it's my original book. Yes, the that is that your you original have. book. So it's literally from back in the 70s. Yes. That's how old that book is. It was enjoyable, the mm-hmm. novelization. It is literally the movie. But in, in novel form. Right. And it was I was able to picture everything that was going on, just like how it happened in the movie. Particularly the uh, priest dying and the photographer dying. The nanny, like the second nanny, the dogs. Mm-hmm. Those are things you don't forget or at least i didn't forget it's very impactful i remember the the priest in particularly was in particular was uh shocking at Mm -hmm. the time and this movie isn't overly gory or anything it's it's not except for the the decapitation like most of this is implied or it's just sinister ish Mm -hmm. because it has to do with heaven and hell god devil yeah that kind of thing. It adds. It always adds that extra layer of fear. It sure does. With religion yeah. involvement. I agree. Um, I have to tell you, I saw this movie in the 70s, and I saw it with my parents. At the theater? Ooh. Yeah, saw it in the movies. How was that? It was great. It was scary. Um, my parents were shocked by it. Mm-hmm. Um, the whole 666. 666 thing god say that really fast um fascinated them and i mean it had them breaking out the bible and looking it up and all that kind of stuff because you know there was no internet in those days that's true and uh but i remember they both enjoyed it but they were scared to death about over it were you yeah of course Mm. i mean this is all in the era of the you know after the exorcist and a lot of movies came out around that time. Mm. Yeah. Well, the 70s is a vibe. Mm -hmm. You also had the original Amityville coming out on or around that time. Um, There were a bunch of other subpar movies that kind of did a spinoff of the Exorcist. Texas, right? Texas Chainsaw, I think, was one of them. Mm -hmm. But I'm talking about in the demonic kind of, that kind of stuff. Yes. Um, There was another one that was, you know, like a B version of the Exorcist called Beyond the Door that I saw many, many years later again Mm -hmm. in the 80s um, at the drive-in. Nice. Here, the one where it's now a big shopping center with Target oh, and all that. Tropical, I know what whatever it was called. Yeah. But it, we did a dusk till dawn marathon oh of movies, and you literally would go to the drive in and you were there from dusk until dawn. Wow. Watching one horror movie after the other. That's fun. Yeah. And it was fun. It was a bunch of us. And. I remember I was so excited to see this beyond the door. Mm-hmm. And then I was like, why? That happens. It was with so those. anticlimactic from when I saw it. Yeah. That it was like, oh, this really wasn't that good. Well, that <laughs> happened 
with something we rewatched a few well it's been a long time now because that that was back when netflix was still using dvds as rentals yeah what was the movie that you were so like i want (gasps) to watch this because it was so scary and then we watched it and you were embarrassed it was so boring it was pretty boring. it was called let's scare jessica to death there we go yeah i had always wanted to re-watch it i watched it I think that movie, I'm pretty sure it's from the 70s, late 70s maybe. Mm -hmm. But I remember watching it and being so scared and then re-watching it now and I'm like... What was uh, I scared of? What the hell? Well, it's all right. You you were younger. It was a different time. And then the problem with some horror movies that there are some that age so well Mm -hmm. and it could be... in the same era, but for some reason it does not age well. Because it was bad to begin with, but people didn't realize it. Or you or you were too young to, to realize understand it. it. And then later yeah. you're like, oh shit. Yeah. That's bad. Yeah. But then at the same time, there are movies, even though they you didn't realize they were bad back then when mm-hmm. you were a kid. Right. But then when you watch them later, they're still bad, but for some reason you still like, like it. Them. Yeah. But this one, you were just like, absolutely I not. I was so disappointed. <laughs> I know. Because I- You were. I, I was just like, what? <laughs> this is just crap. Yeah. Even the end, which was what used to like scare the hell out of me when I would watch it, was like, um, okay. WTF? Yeah. I'm really shocked mm-hmm. that grandma and grandpa went to watch this. I don't see them- well, I mean, to be fair, I didn't know Grandpa long enough, but I definitely don't see Grandma as a horror mm-hmm. fan, so I'm just surprised that you know, they took you. And you were pretty young. Yes, I was. At that um, time. <laughs> yeah, I was. Um, it was, what, what, it, what 76. year? 76. So I was, I don't know, maybe 14 or so, something oh, no, like okay. that. okay, so a little so bit. Not, no, not that 13, young. 13, 14 around there. All right, not that young, I can't actually. do math, so don't have me do that right now. But <laughs> the thing is that there was a, a very, a, a long period um, in in family life, obviously, when, with my parents, where our Sunday ritual mm-hmm. was... Sunday, we got dressed up because you got into your Sunday best, Mm. you know, and you would go and you would visit with family or friends and, and then sometimes that would be your Sunday and you would have dinner. Other Sundays, it was a family day only, the three of us, Mm -hmm. and it was get, get dressed we would have an early dinner or a late, late lunch, and then we would go to the movies. Ah, Okay, that's and so fun. It, it was, and they, that has a lot of really fond memories for me with my parents. Yeah. Um, and going with them, sometimes we would go see movies like in Spanish. Oh, okay. And while at that time, I think I was like, oh, I don't know about this. Sometimes I actually enjoyed them. My Spanish wasn't that great in those days. Hmm. Um, as I got older, it got way better to the point where where I am now. But, hmm. um, you know, I, we would watch those. But then we would also watch movies in English because my parents were fluent in both languages. Yeah. Um, and it was fun. It was nice. That is nice. And then it just kind of stopped, I guess, because, you know, I got older and just, yeah. you know how it is. Life you know. changes. Yeah. I remember actually going with them to go see the movie Earth 
Quake? No idea. I know. But <sighs> in those days, they outfitted the theater with this shaking thing oh, God. that would make your chair and everything vibrate. Mm. People were flipping out. I'm sure. And my mom was flipping out when that was happening. She was like holding on to the chair, <laughs> holding on to my dad's arm, and, and, and she loved it. She enjoyed it. Excellent. So well, anyway, neat. a little walk down memory lane for you. So you have informed me <sighs> that I have been going um, um, um a lot, and I apologize for those of you listening I realize how annoying that can be because it's something that when I notice also annoys me. So apologies on that. I will try to curb that. It's hard. We don't even notice we do it. Not I agree. Really. Yeah. You don't notice, but you have to. <laughs> you were about to do it. Yes, I, I can was. tell. <laughs> I was. But I stopped myself because really... What that is, is your brain taking a break to go on to the next sentence. Yes. And the way to get around it is to just say the word, but it's better to just pause and then go on. Yes. As I just did. There were and could have been a bunch of ums in that, but I curved it. You did curve it. So, um, there you go. (laughs) In that case, let's go ahead and jump into movie facts. Yeah. And thank you for sharing your... A little family history for, well, for me. Yeah. Thank you, Archie. And for everyone else. Mm -hmm. Let's see. Movie facts. Rotten Tomatoes. Critics gave it an 84%. And the audience gave it an 80%. Here's something I don't understand. And I think we've talked about this before. Okay. This movie is from the 70s. How is this rating... Is this from? I think it's now. It's now like the audience that is listening to it. Whenever Rotten Tomatoes started, which somebody actually messaged me and told me when it started. This was from season one. Ah. And they they told me it wasn't that long ago, but I think it's from whenever Rotten Tomatoes was created. And I think when you're judging these old movies, you have to basically put yourself in that time era mm-hmm. frame yeah because i mean you can't compare it to something now it's not the same but for the time i think those are decent scores so that's how i think that's these scores are decent actually they're beyond deep that's really great yeah. for any horror movie mm-hmm. honestly it's so hard to get anything above 50 most of the time <laughs> this is true. to be fair this was released on June 25th of 1976, so this was a summer movie. Mm-hmm. That's pretty cool. That's an, I mean, no, that's not unusual because we're actually getting, uh, well, since we're recording so ahead, we're going to go watch Insidious this weekend. Yes. It's July. Yes. Spoiler alert. So we are getting horror in the summer. I think people think you j- they only release in fall. I wonder. What? If we went to see it on my birthday. birthday? Could yeah. be. Even even better. Because of the date. Maybe. Hmm. Hmm. Interesting. It has a runtime of an hour and 51 minutes. It had a budget of $2.8 million and grossed $60.9 million. That's nice. That's nice. Scenes were shot on location in Bishop's Park in Fulham, mm-hmm. London, and Gil- yeah, Guildford Cathedral in Surrey. 
the Thorns Country Manor, they're saying manor, that shit was a mansion, okay, okay? was filmed at Pryford Court in Surrey. And they also went on location to Jerusalem and Rome. There is this website that talks about if this movie is cursed or the production Hmm. is cursed. Okay. Uh, Because apparently there were a lot of things going on on the set. So let me find some of those for you and read them to you guys. Do it. Because I want to know what they were. I don't know how true they are, but they're for fun if they are or Mm -hmm. aren't. Here are some. That I will let you in on. Actor Gregory Peck's plane was struck while flying to London. And the executive producer's plane was struck by lightning on the way to Los Angeles a few weeks later. Okay. It's a little scary. The plane they had planned on using but switched out last minute ended up crashing and killing everyone on board. Wow. It was a plane they were going to use for the film. Is that the one where he's going and and is that the one where I said it, it's oh maybe a private a private plane yeah mm-hmm. there mm. you go the animal trainer during the baboon scene died the day after the shoot a tiger mauled him oh my god <laughs> <laughs> the man who designed the decapitation scene in the omen witnessed one himself or yes long after. Not long after. Oh, boy. Mm-hmm. Okay, that was it. Okay. For the, the cursed section. Interesting. Dun, dun, dun. Hmm. That concludes uh, the movie facts. Very well. Let's get into this movie. All right. Would you like to introduce our yes. cast of characters? Absolutely would love to. Go for it. All right. So we have Damien, mm-hmm. who is played by Harvey Stevens. L- let's me pause here for a moment. Yes. It's such an odd name for a child. What is? Harvey. <laughs> I think of Harvey Dent when I think of that. I don't know. It's just, I have nothing against the name. It just seems such a mature name when when it's a child. Yes. Like Dolores. Right. Or Agnes. Or, or Sebastian. Yeah. Like that's a long name. Yeah. Of course, Jacqueline is really long for a little kid, and that was mine, so who knows? Anyway. Okay. We've got Robert Thorne, who is played by a very handsome, very yes. elegant Gregory Peck. Mm-hmm. We have Catherine Thorne, who is his wife and is played by Lee Remick, mm-hmm. also a very popular actress in that era. Oh, really? Yes. Very elegant woman, too. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We have Keith Jennings, played by David Warner. We have Mrs. Baylock, bitch, <laughs> played mm-hmm. by Billy Whitelaw, and Father Brennan, who is played by Patrick Troughton. I think that's how you pronounce it. Mm-hmm. And I believe Keith Jennings is the photographer, if I'm not wrong. Yes. 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 So there we have our mm-hmm. main cast of characters. There really is a certain look to people back in the day. Yes, there is. From... The 20s, 30s, 40s, 50s, 60s, 70s, to the 80s, 90s, right? I I know I'm saying every, I think the 2000s, I feel like that's it. Like nothing really changes, but literally every decade from the 20s on in particular, Mm. there's such a drastic change 
somewhat between every decade. And it's interesting to see how style changes, makeup, but even how people looked. I don't know. They were so elegant looking. Yes. Even when they weren't dressed elegantly. Right. They still had a certain something to them. A certain, what is it? Je ne sais quoi. Je ne sais quoi. To them. So I understand that. I recently watched Singing in the Rain. I can't believe I didn't watch. I I had never watched that. And I haven't stopped thinking about it. I thought it was such a great movie. I think Gene Kelly is so handsome. um, And he can dance and sing. He did such a great job. And that movie is something that I'm a big sucker for. And it's a love story. Mm -hmm. It's a unexpected love story between two people. And it's actually what uh, Princess Leia's mom, yes. Debbie, Re- Debbie, Debbie Reynolds. Mm-hmm. And when you see her, I do see Leia or, sorry, or Carrie, Carrie Fisher. Because initially I'm like, I don't you see it. Mm-hmm. It's just, I don't know. There's something different about that era. And that one's from, well, it's taking place in the 40s, I believe. But the movie is from the 50s or 60s. Mm-hmm. And then from to the 70s, it's just, I don't know. It's interesting how it changes so much. Mm. Well, I will share with you that my mom loved that movie. So there you go. Another little tidbit of happiness for you. She probably loved Gene Kelly. Oh, yes. She did. (laughs) She she loved the dancing. I mean, she danced really well. She and my dad were great dancers. Mm -hmm. That Gene did not make it to me. (laughs) (laughs) Or me. (laughs) But, um, oh, I said it. They, uh, <laughs> okay. we don't have a counter on you. I do. I have a clicker just clicking away yeah. in my head. She really enjoyed that. She liked movies like that with that whole yeah. romantic theme and the dancing and the singing. And oh, she would have loved watching that with you. It's lovely. Mm. It really, that's honestly the best word the for word it. The word for it. I can see that. It's lovely. lovely. There's a certain innocence to them. Yeah. yeah. That movies don't seem to have anymore. No. That's why. I enjoyed La La Land so much. I know we're going totally off course, but that movie, for it being a modern quote unquote musical, Mm -hmm. it had a very old Hollywood feel because it is, now that I really think about it, it is like a modern singing in the rain. It's two people who initially are like, no, Mm -hmm. but then they end up falling in love throughout the movie and singing in the rain doesn't have a lot of singing like i thought it would right and neither does la la land so it's a very tolerable musical even for me even for you <laughs> but what singing in the rain has definitely more and i think better than la la land is that the the dancing is just oh that's got to be off because it's charts. from that era yeah. but it's just i love dancing um, I love watching it. I love watching ballet. I love watching all choreography kind of dance because it's so amazing what the body can do. I think it's an art form. And uh, I think that movie is great. Gene Kelly is just a wonderful tap dancer. And that yeah, I don't know was. why I went on this rant, but because here we are. We were, because <laughs> we mentioned the actors and the era, and, the era and Gregory Peck. Yeah. And you even mentioned that you had watched him recently in To mm-hmm. Kill a Mockingbird and mm-hmm. he still looked good and, you know, yeah. all of that. That's how we got there. All right, then. Now that we've gone on that rant, we can, what is this, 27 minutes in. Talk about the movie? We can talk about the movie, but not until we come back from a quick break because we got to take Archie out.
Archie's been taken out. <laughs> Doesn't sound right. It does not. He's been taken out to pee. He's eating his dinner. Yes. Let's continue. And he's in your dad's hands now. Actually, let's not continue. Let's begin. Actually, exactly. <laughs> let's begin the tale of the movie, The Omen. This movie starts with an interesting conundrum. Mm-hmm. Robert Thorne's wife, he is an ambassador, an, an American ambassador. Actually, well, he's, he's a diplomat. He's a diplomat. He later gets promoted to right. ambassador. They were living in Rome. It seems, I got the hint that it's been taking them a while to have a kid. Mm-hmm. She is in the hospital giving birth, and she gives birth to a stillborn. But here comes a priest to offer a solution. Right. The solution is to, hey, here's this orphan kid. Swap them. She'll never know. Lie to your wife. Right. That her child is still alive. Here, pass it off. Oh, it even kind of looks like you. Right. This is a big conundrum at the beginning. Would you do this? Was this okay? No. Under any, under no circumstance was this okay. Regardless of the whole, it's the devil's son. Yeah. It, it's not okay from the religious person doing this. And mm-hmm. obviously we find out why, because, you know, he was in cahoots. But it, it's just not right. You can't do that to a person. Wait a minute. Did I miss something? What do you mean he was in cahoots? Yes, of course he was in cahoots. With who? Was the devil. The priest? Yes. That's oh. why he ended up in that place and he was repenting for his sins. Oh, oh that's messed up. For some reason, I missed that because <laughs> I was about to ask. Okay, uh-huh. you can laugh at me. Okay. How could... The priest clearly knew that this was the Antichrist. Yes. That was in this child uh-huh. named, who we come to know as... Damien. Damien. And I mm-hmm. think this name is famous... The name itself, mm-hmm. Damien, I feel is famous from this movie. It is. It got a bad rap, but it's actually a nice name. I don't like this name. And I think it's, it could be from, I'm sorry if your name is Damien out there. I have a friend out there named oh, Damien. Oh, I'm so sorry. Hi. And he is the nicest guy ever. He's not the omen. No, he's not. <laughs> and he likes all our stuff. I'm so sorry. Uh-huh. <laughs> sorry. Okay, well, anyway, but yes. I think, but that's showing you that this movie has tainted that name. I do agree with Dad. He brings this up every time. They tainted Rottweilers. They sure as hell did taint yeah. Rottweilers. Those are probably my favorite of the large breed dog. Mm-hmm. That is my favorite dog. I think I they are beautiful. They are the most silliest dogs. <laughs> yes, they can be a handful, but that is why you need to be a responsible owner yeah. with a dog of that nature. But they are beautiful, kind of doofusy sometimes silly dogs. But still good protectors. Extremely good protectors. Yes. Now you very, had one named and, Joe. Yes, his name was Joe. And he was very loyal. Yes. Very loyal dog. Cutie pie. Yeah. From what? From pictures anyway. Mm-hmm. The point is, I was going to ask, how could this priest knowingly give this kid away? Mm-hmm. You mean, you know, knowing that it's the Antichrist, like that's not priest-like. Well, because he was... <laughs> Right, but in cahoots. That makes sense. I guess I missed that. 
somewhere along the way. Sorry about that. (laughs) Well, there you go. That's why we have these discussions so that we can realize the fault of our ways. (laughs) It's a great beginning because it is a very tough call. I understand why Robert Thorne did this. They've been trying for a while. She'll, She'll be devastated. What woman wouldn't be in if you've been trying for so long? Because they look like older parents. Yes. They were not like in their... They weren't young. They they weren't young. They were probably in the late 30s to early 40s, mid-30s, 40s, sorry. And him, I think, uh, a bit older. Yeah, because she... Substantially. Yeah, he looked much older than her. Mm -hmm. She didn't look young, but she didn't look that much older. Right. Like him. Yeah. So I get it. I understand, but I think if if this solution was brought up, I think they should have discussed it together. Yeah, like, hey, look, the child, our child died, but we have a chance to give another child a home. Like this is us. Like this is us. Granted, she had triplets, so still, and, and none of them were demons. So. Right, but the point <laughs> the is, devil. they did talk about this. Yeah, you know, the the right way. I right, think. Right. But this sets it up. But, you know, I just had a thought. So later on in the movie, I felt like he was concerned about her state of mind, her mental state of mind. Who? Um, Robert? Yes. Well, but she asked to see a psychiatrist. She did. And he didn't seem surprised. So I'm Mm. wondering if there was some kind of concern about her going batshit crazy if she found out that this happened. And this was his way of circumventing uh, that, not excusing it. I'm just wondering if that was the logic do you, behind it. Do you think she's had a history of some kind of yes. mental illness? I feel like mm. there was something there. Okay. Maybe not an illness, but maybe a little shaky. Okay. There. That's so, fair. That's a good point. Not that that excuses. Excuses? Excuses? Yes. Excuses. <laughs> It's Friday night. <laughs> it's Friday night and the vodka is kicking in. That doesn't excuse what he did. I still don't think mm. it was the right thing to do. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. But they, they take this kid. We have a little quick, what is it, montage-ish mm-hmm. of, oh, they're getting along with this kid. They grow. He grows up a little bit. It's five years later, literally. And is it five or six? It's five. It's five years okay. later. Mm-hmm. And he gets promoted. Robert gets promoted to ambassador to the united kingdom yes so they move there Mm -hmm. and you know beautiful mansion beautiful very beautiful the whole country is just gorgeous the way they showed it you know the scene that comes up right away in this movie i in my mind was further in to the movie yeah you did mention that after they, they have that whole la-di-da with, you know, them walking with Damien and they're arm in arm and all of a sudden he gets lost and he's like, oh, I'm playing a trick on you. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. <laughs> the next thing you know, it's his birthday. And mm-hmm. <clears throat> you see a nanny there and she's clinging to him and him to her. There's a moment where you see that Catherine, I think it's a little bit jealous. Of the nanny, yes. Of the nanny, and she takes her away. Let me carry my child. Basically. And the nanny is young. Very young. Yes. And the next thing you see is she's standing at the balcony inside the manor mansion thing while mm-hmm. all the festivities are going on. And she says, Damien, this is for you. Yeah. She hangs herself. Publicly. Public, in front of all these children, in front of everybody. 
Mm-hmm. And there's a photographer. Yes. Well, there's several, actually, photographers there, but there's one specific photographer who starts snapping pictures. Yes. And that's interesting because throughout the movie, he starts taking photos and starts uncovering all kinds of weird things showing up on in photos. Yes, it touches on the mysteries of the camera and what it can capture. And mm-hmm. if it can capture supernatural things, premonitions, or... right otherworldly, which is something I've always found cool, creepy, and interesting. Yeah, cameras are very fascinating in that way. Cameras in general. Yes. Because, I mean, they just stop time for that one second, for Mm -hmm. that one shot, and it's just so weird how Mm -hmm. that works. It's great. I love it. But it is a little, it's a little creepy. But it is. that could be because I think everything is just creepy. You're always in a, what is it, horror Horror movie movie state state of of mind. mind. She kills herself, but yep. everybody's like, oh, my God. Oh, my God. And, you know, I have to say, I think this is kind of intense. I'm always going to say that for movies back then. They seem to have pushed the envelope more than I thought they did back mm-hmm. in these old movies. It yeah. seems pretty, whoa, for the time. What do you mean? A suicide like yes, that. Yes, that was pretty th- – that scene was impactful in mm-hmm. those days. It still is, actually. Yeah. The next thing that happens is just – it's enraging this nanny that comes to the house. Mrs. Baylock or Miss Miss Baylock? Mrs. Yeah, Mrs. Baylock. Baylock, yes. She comes, I don't know if it's the next day, whenever she goes, she comes on un- unannounced. Mm-hmm. Says who she is, why she's here. She's really pushy about meeting this kid right away. And the the parents look at each other like, "Oh, you you called her." No, you called her. Right. No one called her. And they don't think that's weird. Right. But they do then run after her as she's going towards Damien's bedroom. Mm. And they say, how did you get here? Right. How did you arrive? And, oh, well, the agency sent me because of what they, you know, what of what happened. Mm-hmm. And they accept that. I find that strange for a diplomat that that woman did not get, like, a, me- a mega background check. Kathy did say she's going to call the agency. Mm -hmm. But I think what threw Kathy off was that Mrs. Baylock said, oh, well, these are my references. Right. But still. But still. That should have been instant. No. To call. I would not have accepted her in. No, I'm sorry. Not right now. Let us do our background check on you. And then we'll consider you. But my other thing, too, now that we're talking about the background check, they have a, what is it, like a Gatesman? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Why didn't the gate guy go, hey, you're not, you weren't planned for, com- you know. Right. You didn't have an appointment today, and, let's and say. again, back to my point is he's a diplomat. Right. People don't just pop up in a diplomat, even back then, in a diplomat's house. Yeah. But apparently they do in this movie because the priest would show up everywhere, mm-hmm. even the photographer. Right. Right. I just, that seemed a little off Mm -hmm. and unrealistic, but here we are. The nanny just barges in Mm -hmm. and stays. Yeah. And she is suspect from the minute she walks in. Yeah. She goes into Damien's room. They exchange this look. Look of, yeah, I know who you are. I'm here to protect you. And she says, I'm here to protect you. I think she says it out loud. Mm Mm-hmm. Let's talk about the kid. Mm. 
<laughs> Listen. You do not find him cute no. at all. No. I don't find him cute. I find him annoying. Mm-hmm. And I find him evil. <laughs> <laughs> I guess maybe it did its job because I don't find anything cute about this kid whatsoever. I wonder if you thought that when you first saw it. I'm or not if, sure. It, or if this is an accumulation of the times that you've watched it that now you don't see him as cute. Mm. It could be. I don't know. But to me, I... Take take mm-hmm. the whole demon thing out of it. He's not a... Uh, he's a cute little kid. No. Danny is a cute kid. Okay. <laughs> All right. Let's move on then. <laughs> <laughs> Now, a couple of days later, Father, what's his name? Brennan? Mm. Is it Brennan? Yes. Shows up yet again mm-hmm. at unannounced at a diplomat's office, no less. Mm-hmm. He, Robert is even escorted up to his office by a military or security type person. Yeah. And this priest barges in practically. Yeah. Again, how? And he has Marines there. I right. don't understand how that's possible. But the priest is harmless. He's just babbling all these warnings of you need to get communion because you need to be basically ready yeah. for what's coming. And of course, Robert is like, yeah. Uh, he actually jumps to, oh, are you trying to blackmail me? Because he tells mm-hmm. him, I know everything about your wife and whatever and what happened and all that stuff. Where did this guy come from? I, I don't know. From Rome, I guess. Hmm. Uh, he must have found out. I don't remember if they mentioned it or how he fa- how he knew. Yeah, because he de- he does come out of left field. Like, wait a minute. How how do you or know? Maybe about we this? missed it. I don't know. Maybe I don't know. But that's a good question. Yeah. Maybe he just read about it in the paper. But even then, like, how did you? He must know the that the kid is who he is. Then. But okay, how? let's rationalize this. Did he know the other priest? He must And have. did he know about what happened? Well, he's the one who does tell the ambassador. So the ambassador eventually does go to meet Father Brennan in a park because mm-hmm. Father Brennan is insisting. He calls him one day and says, we need to meet because your wife is going to die. Right. Or they don't, no, it's not a phone call. He runs into him like at a park or something. No, he's at sets a rugby up a, match. Oh, that's right. At the rugby match. Yes. He just, you know, get again, just and walks right And the photographer right is there as well. Yes. Taking, taking photos. Pictures. Right. Yes. Right. But he heeds, he listens to the priest and the priest does tell him, you need to go to such and such city. Go talk to this guy. He can tell you how to get rid of the child, mm-hmm. basically. And he, so fl- he did know. Yeah. And and Robert is like, I'm not going to kill my child. He's innocent. Right. right. And how do you know that about my wife? Like, he basically, the typical horror movie thing. And he had him escorted He's out. He's like, yeah, yeah, yeah. Get Go the hell away. out. No, he, he doesn't get escorted. He just tells him, I'm, I'm, I listened to what you had to say. Don't ever contact me again. And True. he walks away from the, the poor priest. It was after that scene that the priest gets killed. Yeah. At a church. Mm-hmm. Ground. Like right. church grounds. After that five-minute meeting in the park. Yes. Because yeah. the weather turns into like kind of like what like, we just had. Right. Like an instant storm. Yes. 
he's running from the storm. He knows what it is. And he's yeah. trying to get back into a church, into hollowed grounds, I suppose, is what that would be. Yeah. But he can't open any of the doors. They're all locked. Mm -hmm. And in the photos that the photographer, whose name I keep forgetting. Uh, Keith. Keith. There mm -hmm. you go. Yep. Keith. He's been taking photos and he's seen, he has seen like some kind of apparition going through the priest. Yes. And as time has gone on and he's taken more photos, mm -hmm. they become darker. Right. The 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 item that's going through him. Mm -hmm. So as this storm is going about him, and he's in the garden or whatever of the church, he looks up and there's um one of those um oh my god what are they called? It looks a, like a steel rod. It, it's know? a lightning rod. No, oh. it actually attracts lightning. Oh, it falls off of the building and literally impales him. Yeah, just like in the photos, at the same exact angle and everything. Always found that scene very impactful. It was mm -hmm. traumatizing. Again, just as, and without any huge amount of gore, it was just like, oh, that's a terrible way to go. I did laugh, though, because he could have moved. He, it took him a long time. He was, like, screaming, looking up, and he... You could have moved. Like, moved two feet one way. Right. He just screamed at it instead of do something about it. Or is it that he looked up and he's like, ah, and then bam. Yeah, and it could just, be faster than what we think. Yes, of course. But it looked funny. It did. That was the one thing I was like, ha. We've seen that in many movies. Yes. Where that the person has spent 10 seconds screaming yeah. when they probably could have done something to avoid death. To avoid death. But yes. then we wouldn't have the movie that we have. This is true. Yeah. This happens. Kathy, we find out that Kathy is pregnant. Mm-hmm. And she Again. wants an abortion. She does not want this kid because, I don't know, she just has a feeling that she shouldn't be having this kid. Right. He is against it. Now, she, I don't know if this was around this time or later that she's asking to speak to a psychiatrist for help. It is around this time. And right. there's something else that happens at around the same time is that she kind of hints she's annoyed with Damien. And mm. she's kind of like anti-him. Yes. It's like she doesn't want to be around him. You get that feeling I from got her. the feeling that, well, it started as annoyance and then it got, it turned into fear. Mm -hmm. Because when she took him one day out to, it looked like a little park with well, some wait, animals. wait, we had two incidents. We had the church right. incident and then the zoo incident. That's right. Right. He was anti-church. Mm -hmm. They try to go to a wedding and this kid had a conniption before and, getting there. And beat the shit out of her face. Right. And took the turby twist off. Uh-huh. This is where he she wears the turby twist. took the turby twist off. Mm -hmm. After Maylock, Baylock, mm -hmm. Baylock, uh, warned them that he shouldn't be going to church. Mm -hmm. So that was weird. Right. Then when she, when Kathy took Damien to this safari, car safari, mm -hmm. zoo thing. All the animals reacted to him. First, the giraffes run away from him. Then the baboons just attacked the car. <laughs> yeah, flat out attack it. So I think Kathy put two and two together. And she's like, there's uh, something wrong, there's with, something this wrong kid. with the kid. Yeah. Because something the psychiatrist tells Robert later is she's claiming that your child is evil. Mm -hmm. I did find this a little wrong 
why was the husband allowed to speak to the psychiatrist? There's a patient I, confidentiality thing. Well, let's let's think about that first. Because that bothered me. Yes, I know it did because you're a medical professional, so yeah, it goes against HIPAA laws. Yeah. I don't know that they existed then. Well, probably not. A lot of times back in the olden days, <laughs> in ancient times, uh, the husband was asked to make decisions for the wife mm. and speak for her. Mm. Yeah, I didn't like that. I was like, uh... So then what was the point of speaking to a psychiatrist if you're just going to go tell the husband if it's not really confidential? Right. But, yeah. Didn't like... I didn't approve of I that. I knew. I know. One other thing that was very irritating was when in that scene with the the wedding... Mm-hmm. The nanny was so insistent on Damien not going to church for this wedding. Mm-hmm. And that's why he wasn't dressed and ready to go. And right. Kathy was like, you will have him dressed and ready to go. Why didn't you fire this bitch? And, and not for just defying that. you. I, and I agree. She had to say it several times. Yes. Like, get him dressed. Yes. In five minutes, I want him in the car. Yeah. And then she walked away finally. But she had to say it several times. Yeah. Why was that? That alone should have been a red flag. Yeah. Then there was- And the, maybe it was. Maybe. And then there was the incident of the Rottweiler yeah. that ended up in the house. Mm-hmm. Robert saw it and he said, uh, why is this dog here? Yeah. And the nanny's like, Mrs. Baylock is like, oh, well, Damien likes it, so- We kept him. And he's like, if I want a dog, it will be one that I pick. Yeah. At that point, I'd be, lady, get the hell out. This is too much. Like, what is that? No. First, you walk in here unannounced. Now you're bringing in a dog I never told you you can have. And then you don't have the kid ready for whatever event it is. Right. Because you don't believe in something. Right. It's not your child. There was there was a lot off with her, and they just didn't pick up on that. But it could also be the whole point, too, is that no matter what, the evil was going to win. Because oh, we do sure. learn that she is an apostle of evil mm-hmm. or of the devil. Yes. Right. No kidding. She's scary looking. That lady always freaked me out. And it had, yes. She's not scary looking by any means, but it's her expressions it's that It's her make demeanor her, that yeah. is. So a good tribute to that actress because yeah. she pulled it off and she personified. Mm-hmm that person enough that it impressed you and to this day you don't like her right even the and it's the the styling of her and the the close-ups that they do with the lighting on her face and the angle of the Mm -hmm. light makes her look yep not so nice Mm -mm. that's 70s vibe yes it's all about that and the music let's talk for a minute before oh no we'll wait till we get to sound and music but there's some pretty cool music in this movie there's some scary ass music in this movie yes okay okay <laughs> anyway Kathy's pregnant she's hanging out at home uh trying to I don't know what the hell this girl was trying to do with this plant in right. the hallway well there were some hanging plants from the ceiling what was she doing up in the in the in the quarters corridor yes it's the corridor on the second floor yeah and i guess something got stuck up there when she was trying to do something Mm -hmm. and i mean come on it's a normal thing that anyone would do Mm. she gets up on a stool and she's trying to do whatever it is she's doing and while this is happening damien is riding his tricycle 
and Mrs. Baylock is there watching him, and he's spinning and spinning and, in his and room. spinning and spinning in circles and circles and circles on. Yep. And then all of a sudden, she just opens the door yep. for him to go mm-hmm. into that corridor. He rams right into Kathy. Into Kathy, and Kathy falls up and over the railing and falls flat. On her face. She falls pretty nasty, I gotta yes, say. Yes, she does. Because the way her neck landed, I'm like, yeah. you're right there? Yeah. It's not good. It's not mm-hmm. a good look. She loses the baby. Yep. The priest was right. Now Robert is like, hmm, might be right. Yep. He He's in cahoots with the photographer because the photographer, Keith, comes right. to him and now explains to him, listen. Something's There's something going on. Going on. Yep. He shows him how the, the father Brennan had the, the shadow. The nanny's uh, picture had the shadow of the noose. So it's, you know, he has some evidence of something right. going on. But then, on. like, there's a moment where Robert challenges him and says, why are you so interested in this? Mm-hmm. This is none of your concern. And he goes, well, I'm sorry, it is. But why? Because he shows oh, him the picture. His own picture. His own picture that he managed to snap while he was taking a yes. picture of something else. And it's his reflection. And it's him getting decapitated. Yes, that's true. So and yes, it so is So Robert's concern. like, oh shit. They decide to go on a trip to Italy mm-hmm. while his wife is in, the, <laughs> in hospital the hospital. With a broken arm. And a crazy kid and nanny at home. Right. I mean, he literally drops everything and, and does this. I Why didn't he get a guard for her is right. a whole other thing, That's too. An, but because... It's the ambassador's wife. Yes. And if you felt like she was in danger, I'm pretty sure you can call somebody. You have a hookup in there and be like, mm-hmm. hey, can a Marine sit out here right. and guard my wife? Mm-hmm. I mean, I think Mrs. Baylock would have gotten in anyway. Yeah, but at least try to have some kind of deterrent. But for peace of mind, I would have done that. Agreed. That doesn't make any sense. Screw the kid. You already know the kid's fucked, but (laughs) not your wife. But anyway, so these two go to Italy and they go to the original hospital where Damien, quote unquote, was born. He was born. But apparently there's certain parts of the hospital that uh, burned. <laughs> no, I think the whole hospital Wasn't burned the down. Whole thing? And especially the basement where all That's the where records it started, were kept. Right. Yes. Of course it and convenient. many people died and then um Father Spiletto mm-hmm. um who was the one who, you know, insisted, "Hey, let's substitute the dead kid for the new kid." Right. Uh ended up in a monastery. Yes. And when we see him, mm-hmm. His half of his face is melted off. Yeah. And he can barely communicate. Apparently he can write a little barely, bit here yeah. and there. Mm-hmm. And he writes the name of a city. Right. Or something like that. Yes. And Robert and Keith run off to the cemetery. They end up at this weird ass cemetery. Yeah. In the middle of nowhere, it seems like. And it looks pretty abandoned. I don't understand how they knew by that name that it was because the there's a priest that's with them that's able to translate what the father Spiletto wrote, but and, and then he because he says it's a cemetery. Oh, he does. Okay. Yeah, he wow. says that. I get, I'm really bad today. I I apologize. I feel yeah. kind of lost with this one. Apparently, apparently. <laughs> okay. But how do they know what to look for there? I they think they were no looking names. they were looking at the dates 
of when people okay. were bur- buried there. That's fair. And they find what looks like the grave of a woman mm-hmm. who died five years prior. With a kid. And there was one next to it mm-hmm. with a kid. Right. And what they find when they open the woman's grave is a jackal. Yes. Which Father Brennan started mm-hmm. to tell him when he visited Robert in his office. Yes. His mother was, he was born of a jack, and that was all he was able to say. Correct. He didn't hear the whole thing. Yes. But now he realizes that he was born not from a human, but from a jackal. I thought a jackal looked very different from what I'm looking at right now. It looks like a wolf dog. It it is. It's cute. Yes. That's mean. There's something about how a jackal is... It's a combination of two animals, and mm-hmm. I think a—I uh, don't know—I I don't know what I'm talking about, so I am not going to go in there. But I know that there's something to do mm-hmm. with the day the jackal gives birth, or mm-hmm. something like that in the Bible. I don't know. It's the end of the world, or some shit like that. <laughs> Wonder why the jackal, though. I mean, uh, there's a lot of—I uh, mean, th- there is a thing with folklore that I'm not going to read now because it's really long but there is there's a lot around around the jackal itself and how it came about and its significance i believe that it was even mentioned maybe i'm wrong about this in the exorcist at some point it might have been i am pretty sure but i'm not 100 percent certain so anyway this is the most disturbing part though yes when they open the child's grave yes what he discovers is that his child was killed yes that's not good that's they terrible. see he sees a hole in the child's cranium. Yeah. That was devastating. Yeah, it is. For him and for us watching it to know that they did this to a little tiny newborn child. Yeah. Yeah. That's not okay. You got to be some kind of asshole, some kind of cruel, evil human to do that to an an a devil's apostle. Yeah, obviously. Clearly. Oh. They get attacked by not one, not two, four mm-hmm. Rottweilers. Was it only four? It felt like there were more, but... At the end, the, the last shot showed four of them. They're surrounded by them. But I agree. Dad mentioned this. There is no way they would have survived or left. Listen, the pressure that those dogs have in their jaws and the way they were attacking yeah. them... I don't know about was that. Was for them to have had way more injuries than yeah. what they came out with. Yeah. And the injury, even the injury that Robert does get, because he ends up climbing over a fence with like spikes on there. Mm-hmm. He lands with his bicep, goes through one of those it spikes. It seems like it, yeah. I, mm, you should have been pretty badly injured with that. And he just kind of walks away and bandages it up like yeah, a video they game. <laughs> poo poo the injuries like it's not a big deal. Yeah. I was like, mm. I don't know about that. Yeah. They escape somehow, though, from this miraculous uh, attack. Mm-hmm. They're, they're both frazzled. I think both of them are, especially Robert. He calls Kathy when he gets to the hotel, and she, he wants her to leave London. Mm-hmm. Doesn't she? He knows that she's injured and blah, 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 but wants her out. Uh, yeah. You need to, to leave to right now. He realizes mm-hmm. the danger she actually really is in. Yeah. But. Unfortunately for him. Mrs. Baylock is a bitch. Yes. Fuck that lady. Yes. 
She appeared at the hospital, bypassed everyone. Mm -hmm. Yet again, Mm -hmm. how did she bypass nursing, like visitor? I mean, you're the ambassador's wife. Yes, I agree. And Kathy is struggling because she's trying to change her clothes and she's got that cast and she's got that fluffy thing that she's trying to pull over her head and she's tangled up in it. It just doesn't make sense. Like when when an inpatient, even if you have a VIP, whatever that means in the context of your hospital, if it's the donor or just somebody, an important patient, even you know, right. there's parameters to that. This is fucking a political figure. Right. Yet there's nothing in there's place. There's nothing in place. And this woman gets in there and as Kathy is struggling with all this stuff yeah, and she turns around. And Baylock is there. And they did an amazing close-up of her face here. Yeah, I don't like it. Where they have like the half light going, slashing across her face. Yep. And her eyes are like very fierce and kind mm-hmm. of like, they're just daggers. Yeah, I don't like it. It's great, but I don't like it. And the next thing you know, Cassie is dead. I mean, she falls from I don't know how many floors up and right through the roof of an ambulance and she is dead oh yes there is no oh i have a broken arm she's gone she's dead poor robert he got the call yeah and now he's devastated but now he's for him now he's getting it now he really wants to go seek this guy out in uh it's jerusalem that they end up going to they find this guy bugenhagen bugenhagen yeah who tells him basically you need to take all these knives and stab him and stab your kid Mm mm-hmm in it looks like a cross in the formation. cross formation, yes, and in he, a church, yes, and he warns him to not be clouded by the innocence of the child mm-hmm. face because it's not a it's not your child, right? And he's right anyway. He it's not his birth child mm-hmm. to begin with, yeah. And that's when he tells him about the birthmark. Oh yes, the six 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 birthmark. Why did Father Brennan have it? Wait, no. It was it was the who had it? That's how Brennan knew. Brennan he, did have the 666 on his inner thigh right. because he used to be an apostle as well, mm. but he deflected and he wanted to make good on it. That's how ah. it was. That's that's how he knew the whole story. Interesting. Holy cow. Here we go. We it that just dawned on us there. He tells him to look under his hair because mm-hmm. Robert's like, I've looked on, I've, I know this kid. He yeah, I bathed him, I've mark. seen him, he doesn't. Right. Initially, Robert takes the, the knives, but then he, at the last second, changes his mind. He throws the knives and to like, well, he and Keith are like walking through this alleyway in, yeah. in, in, in Jerusalem, right? Yeah. Mm-hmm. And he throws them and then Keith runs for them because he's like, well, fuck it, I'll do it myself then. Yeah. And well, what he doesn't realize is that he's not going to get to. No, because he gets decapitated by this big glass sheet. Yeah. That comes tumbling down. Not tumbling, but sliding down. It slides this off of a truck line. and it just totally. Freak accident. Yeah. Terrible. There Freak he, accident. Right. And his head spins so lovely. Lovely. That was a pretty cool special effect. It was a pretty cool special effect. It was effect. well done. It so was. Have to Have to say. And I think it's at this point that Robert's like, okay, enough yeah. is enough. Yeah. He really tries, man. He does. Uh, Robert tries. He does find the birthmark under the hair. Mm-hmm. He's like, oh my God. 
This yeah. is real. Yeah, and Bay- Baylock attacks him. Of course she does. He never, he didn't kill her. Should have killed her. Yep. Should have left Made her for sure dead. Made sure bad guys did. Always. Yep. He takes this kid to a church. He's being chased by the police mm-hmm. because he gets called to be chased. Because Baylock is the one who sounds the alert. Right. As he's about to stab Damien, the police get there and, and shoot, they shoot him. him because I mean, he's going to kill a kid. Of course. I, I, common sense. It worked out perfectly it, for Damien. Perfectly perfect for him. It was yes. a perfectly perfect way to go. Yeah. We get this, you know, military uh, funeral at the end. And we're left wondering for a minute, for just a minute, where's Damien? Hmm. Look at this. And all of a sudden, you hear... Uh, another military person or somebody says, oh, something, something, Mr. President. You're mm-hmm. like, hmm. The camera pans down and there's Damien. Between in- the president of the United States and his wife. And they're holding his little hands. Yeah. And Damien turns around, mm-hmm. his head around, and looks at the camera and smiles. It's a famous picture. It is a very shot, famous both. shot from that. Yeah. He won. He won. He definitely won. Yes. Final thoughts on this movie. It's amazing. It's still great. It's still a great movie. It's everything I like with a non-happy ending. Mm-hmm. You, I didn't expect everyone to die, mm-hmm. including Gregory Peck. Right. I'm like, oh, this guy's not going to die. Of course he is. The main character. It's, a, it's, a, it's Satan. He died. Everyone yeah. died. Yeah. In his way. He yeah. got to the top in five years. That's pretty good. Mm-hmm. That's pretty bad. <laughs> and then, of course, come all the sequels yes. after that. I've never seen any of them. I've only I seen this movie. remember enjoying them. I remember mm-hmm. enjoying um, the second one. Okay. Um, there's one with Sam Neill, which was Tell great. Mm-hmm. He didn't... From what I remember, now watch, we'll go see them and it'll be like, oh, that wasn't really that great. But <laughs> I remember him doing a great job. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Fair so, enough. Final thoughts. Uh, it it has a good spot in my heart in the sense because of what I talked about earlier of seeing it with my parents, seeing it then with you, and then now again. Yes. Seeing it with your dad. Mm-hmm. Yes, it's, it's an evil, horrific movie. But, but it, hey. It, but hey. It's horror. What's wonderful about this movie is that there's really no goriness. Right. It's the implication of the evil that is there. Yes. It doesn't it doesn't need the gore. It doesn't. It wouldn't in, do anything. In the body of a child. Mm-hmm. Of a of I know you don't think so. <laughs> of a cute little kid. Right. Well it's a it's a child, so it's innocent automatically. Right. Basically. Supposedly. Supposedly. So yeah. yeah that's that's those are my thoughts on it. That yeah. it maintains a level of horror without having to get too graphic about anything. Yes. It's it's demonic horror in a very classic and classy classy 70s vibe way. <laughs> I think it's a great movie for yeah. for this month. Agreed. I think it's aged really well and uh it actually it's rewatchable. Has. Yes. It's very rewatchable. It's very spooky still and although it's it's a long movie, it, it didn't feel long. I almost didn't want it to finish so quickly. Yeah. But yes, it was a long movie. It's an hour and 51 minutes, way past our sweet spot of 130. Yeah. But it was good. Yeah. 
It didn't drag. No. It didn't drag. No. Okay. We can keep talking about this movie in our categories, and I'm yes, sure we, we will. will expand on some things. Let's go ahead and jump into sound. Whoa. Talk about sound in this movie. Mm-hmm. It starts off with this mm. terrifying, operatic, Mm-mm. scary, ugh, kind of yeah. ugh, sound. It's very scary. Why don't we just take a quick listen? I, I found that opening. I don't wanna. Yeah, you gotta. All right, fine. All right, here we go. Even the piano keys. Mm-mm. Just like listening to that just now just raised all the hairs on the back of my neck. Oh. Mm-mm. It's creepy. And of course, I'm looking at it, and it's this. Oh, yeah, Damien. Yeah. Damien, the last scene where you see him just turning around. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. I. It's very, very well done. It's That kind of music freaks me out mm-hmm. anytime in any horror situation, anything operatic with that chanting kind of undertone. And, yes, yeah. that kind the of Latin scary chanting. Chant- there we go. It's Latin chanting because I'm sure it's in Latin that the choir is. Mm-hmm. It's it, it's effective every time it's used, but it this sure one, is. because of the context of the movie that it has to do with the devil, it just adds that. It was perfect. Ugh. Ugh. Yeah. So I agree. The music is very good, but I think it has to do with that era. Mm-hmm. It's just perfect for that 70s horror. Even the scenes where the, it wasn't the scary stuff, like when Robert and, and Kathy are walking, yeah. I, that scene that's so ideal. Like they have this really cute kind of 70s music. 70s love story kind yes. of music going on. They do. They do. I agree. It's all that whole 70s groove, man. It is. It's all far out. <laughs> I, I had to throw that in there. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> best scene. What's your best scene? Oh, man. <laughs> you got to pick one. Here, I'll start so you have some time yeah. to think. I will still pick when the priest gets impaled because it's so impactful and it proved the photographer's theory right because you were already watching him develop film and see the line Mm -hmm. and then when it finally happens you're you as the audience are like oh shit yeah it it is an omen right it's so creepy it is an omen yeah to see the camera capture it it's happening there is no stopping this the priest was right and now he's dead, and all hell's going to break loose. Literally, mm-hmm. it's going to break loose. Yeah. Not to mention that it just freaked me out as a younger kid, and it stayed with me. I've never forgotten it, so it's very impactful scene mm-hmm. to me to show the well, evil. I'm going to tell you, I think I have two favorite scenes. I'm going to talk about both of them. I cannot. You're cheating. No, I'm not. Yes. I'm going to say of the two, two, of the two, my my personal favorite is the part when where they are at the cemetery. Really? Yes. Because. Oh, the kid? The ki- the child. The jackal. The finding the jackal in the in the Oh, my God. In the grave. And the whole the whole thing with the dogs. Mm-hmm. It's abandoned. It is. It's so eerie and and so scary. Okay. And then at the same time, what's happening at the hospital with mm. Catherine? So to me, that's one whole scene. Mm-hmm. You're cheating, but okay. Fine. It's um, Baylock's face. Yeah. 
that always made an impression on me mm. because it's not a whole scene. It's not what happens that she, you know, that it's her face. The close up yeah. that they do of her face is terrifying for me it still. Is. It's very like, good. The look on her face, the way she scrunches up her eyes a little bit, and the lighting, the way it falls across in a dagger type of, you know, like yeah. from the side, that is really scary. It is. Like, you're coming face-to-face with the embodiment of evil right then and there. And do you wonder what it is that Cassie saw? Did she see Balok or did she see something else? No, I I think she just saw Balok. I don't think she saw anything You don't think she saw the evil within her? No. Hmm. Okay, I do. Okay, that's cool. It's a good theory, though. (laughs) But for me, no, I just figured she just saw this crazy bitch and was like, okay, well, there I go. Out the window. Bye. <laughs> okay. <laughs> All right. How about best character? What's your best character? Uh, I chose Robert. I I did too. I love Robert. There's nothing to dislike about Robert, except when he didn't fire the nanny. That, right. That's for both of them. But that might have been an influence as well to mm-hmm. not cloud judgment. You know, this is evil. It can do whatever it wants, clearly. Uh, Apparently, And I think it can influence a lot of things, but Mm -hmm. he's just so likable. You want him to get to the bottom of this. You want him to survive. And when he gets shot and he dies, you're like, damn, (laughs) why did he die? Yeah. Could be because he's Gregory Peck, but I like Robert. (laughs) I I liked Robert, too. That's my my favorite as well. Cool. I loved his acting. I loved just watching him. Yeah. That old school actor in in what back then would have been a more modern hip movie. Yeah. That you wouldn't expect him to be in. True. So best unlikable character. I'm going to tell you who it was, and I'm pretty sure it's the same one for you. Shall we? Yeah. Mrs. Baylock. Mrs. Baylock. I hate her. But she was so good at it. She was so good. She really was the best unlikable character. She was. She was a good evil bitch. Yeah. And without doing a lot. Right. It's just the way she spoke and her look. Yes, the looks. That's all she needed to do. It was great. <laughs> what character would you play? We changed this up on our last episode. Instead of who would you be, what character would you play? Mm-hmm. You know what I'm going to pick for you, right? You're going to put me as Mrs. Baylock. Oh, hell you? yeah. <laughs> You're going to play her, man. You will play Mrs. Baylock. Oh, man, you're too funny. I try. I think you would be um, Keith, the photographer. Oh, okay. That makes trying, sense. Trying to warn everybody. Hey. I think you would listen, play him. I sound Either nice. him or maybe Kathy. Yeah. But I think that would be more, Keith would be more like you. Unfortunately, yeah. you'd get decapitated. I would, but, and you'd live. So. Apparently. There you go. But yes, I would, because I go straight to ghost. <laughs> For everything anyway. May as well just do it on paper. <laughs> Get it. It's a photographer. Oh my God. Paper. Photo paper. Does this movie hold up? Yes. yes. <laughs> Absolutely it does. And now our seven rules. These are our seven rules on how to survive a horror movie. We apply our seven rules while we're watching these movies and see how many rules are broken to see if it increases or decreases chances of survival. And I'll survival. start with survival. Survival. That is a hard one to say. I will start with number one. Please do. Don't say hello or who's there. Rule number two, turn on the lights. Rule number three, don't split up. Rule number four, don't go upstairs, the basement, or the attic. 
Rule number five, why are you going in there if it says don't enter? Rule number six, make sure the bad guy's dead. And rule number seven, no Ouija board or seance or jackals. Well, we definitely didn't make sure the bad guy was dead. He yeah. should have made he should have killed Mrs. Maylock. Should have he should have decapitated her. Exactly. Uh you can maybe argue why are you going in there to the graveyard? Maybe the going to see this guy, but you're kind of screwed. I'm gonna say don't split up. Because yes. Robert and Keith split up. And Robert and Kathy. That's right. And they shouldn't have. That's right. Not that I think anything would have changed, but yeah. So what is that? Three? Three out of seven? Mm-hmm. Not yeah. that many. And everyone died. Well, why are you going in there? The cemetery. Yeah, I said that. Oh, so three. Okay. Three okay. out of seven. And so don't have- go don't go upstairs in the basement, the attic. Don't stand on a stool next to a, you know. No, no. that doesn't apply. All right. All right. I can't let that slide. Fine. So three out of seven. But hey. Not that many were broken, but everyone fucking died. Yes, they did. (laughs) (laughs) Scream Award. How many times is Erica, me, screaming a movie? You did not. I did not. In this one at all. This was not a jumpy movie at all. all. Yeah. Last but not least, our ranking. How many cups of horror in the horror cafe did you give The Omen from 1976? I am giving The Omen from 19... Wait a minute. Let's do it at the same time. 76. Mm-hmm. Yes. Okay. <laughs> we'll do it uh, at the count of three. Okay. So one, two, three, nine. Eight. Okay. I gave it a nine. Very nice. I'll get... No, no, no. I'll give it an 8.5. Okay. I'm giving it a nine, and I wanted to give it a 10, but it's not the perfect movie. No. But I'm giving it a nine for sentimental reasons. More hey, than there's anything. nothing it's wrong with that. Kind of ironic. A movie about the devil is giving me sentimental reasons. Sympathy for the devil, anyone? <laughs> yes. Mm. <laughs> and do you want to live deliciously? Oh my! Oh my! You need to get that tattooed somewhere or something. Oh, don't tempt me. Ooh, tempt. Mm. Ah. Anyway, listen. I think I might do that. I know. Mm. Mm. Okay. Anyway. <laughs> Onward we go. There is nothing wrong with a movie being sentimental. I totally understand that. I think that's why a lot of horror movies have stayed really high on my list anyway, is for sentimental, uh, growing up watching them with you. Mm -hmm. This is why we're here doing this show or with other people, with other friends or family members. I get it. There's nothing wrong with that increasing your score. Yeah. Because movies are meant to be shared and enjoyed. And horror adds that extra... I think it adds an extra layer of value because you're sharing a very anx- anxious thing together, mm-hmm. and it's it's fun versus a different kind of movie. Anyway, we rented this on Amazon. Anything else you would like to say? Did you watch the remake? I don't remember, mm. to be on. I just don't remember. I think I saw it, but I'm not sure. Mm. Or I think I had heard that it was the exact same movie. Mm-hmm. So I I don't know. Did you watch it? I did watch it. It and? was not as impactful. And I think it's because of what I like about this month. It's because of the 70s grain and the feel of it. It's not going to be the same. That it didn't add this. It wasn't the same atmosphere in the remake. I don't remember enjoying the remake very much. Was it set in present day or was it set back in the 70s 
I'm pretty sure it was taking place present, present day. day. Yeah. Pretty sure it was. That I, you're right. I think that the whole fact that it was done in the 70s with the look and the film and the grain and the actors, let's not forget the classic yeah. actors in this movie. Yeah. I think that's what sets it apart. And that's why it's one of those movies that probably should not have been remade. Agree. But alas, a remake was made. Indeed. <laughs> so I'm just curious if you had seen it, but. I don't think so. Hmm. I, It'd be interesting to see what you think. Yeah. Uh, but now I just kind of ruined it. I don't know if I want to invest that time in it. I hear, I hear that. You know? Because there's so much to watch anyway. Why right. invest it in Why something? Why would I watch something again that isn't even worth it? Agree. I but yet it. at the same time, I, I'm kind of curious. curious. I don't know. If I have to pay money for it, hell no. If it's free, like on Tubi or something, Tubi. your favorite, yes. then sure, maybe I'll put it on and I'll do some work while I'm listening to it. That makes sense. You know, okay. do some design work for the podcast or whatever, mm. or paint or something. Would you like to announce what the next movie is? Okay, so yes. I'm so excited to do this one. <laughs> okay, good. We're going to watch a movie that I introduced you to. Of course. It is called Trilogy of Terror. Ooh. It is an, an anthology type movie. There are three short stories within the movie. Yes. The last one being the king kahuna of it. Oh, yeah. It stars Karen Black. Yeah. And I watched this movie. On my little teeny tiny, I think it was maybe a 10 or 12 inch wow. um, black and white TV in my room in the 70s. How exciting. And so. I am so looking forward. To, and I actually watched it recently. So did I. I watched it two years ago, maybe. I think it was about a year ago I watched it. Yeah. And I enjoyed it so much. Yes. And when we said, let's do 70s, actually not us, your dad was the idea of, why don't you guys do some 70s horror? Yeah. Uh, that came to mind right away. Of course. So many other movies came to mind too. And maybe we'll fit some of them in. I hope so. I hope so too. Because I just do. had a thought. Ooh, share, share off mic. Off mic. I okay. will share with you. Okay. So trilogy of Terror. terror, not horror, as I said earlier, right. apparently, Trilogy when we were terror. talking outside yeah. of this. Mm -hmm. That'll be our next watch, so if you want to watch it and join us. Mm -hmm. And uh, otherwise, that's a wrap on The Omen. Thank you for joining us today on Horror Cafe Podcast. You can find us on Facebook and Instagram at our handle at Horror Cafe Podcast. You can also check us out on YouTube at Horror Cafe Podcast and Gaming, where we have some short videos, short reviews, and... You can watch me play horror games. And you can also visit us at horrorcafepodcast.com where you can learn a little bit about us and also listen to our podcasts. If you're enjoying the podcast, leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. That'll really help us out. You can also choose to support the podcast with a monthly contribution. The link to this and everything else we've mentioned are in the notes section of the episode. And in the meantime... Stay spooky. Bye, everyone.